This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance Descott. A huge welcome to all the loyal listeners of The Drop Podcast. And of course, to you new people out there that are maybe tuning in for the first time, second time, third time. Greatly appreciate it. It's so great to have everyone here. Whether you listen to one or two shows now and again, whether you download them all the time, I do this for you guys. It's just so much fun to talk blues hockey. We all love the blues. We all love the NHL. Well, the big news going on around the NHL is this playoff race. This playoff race is crazy. Teams are trying to get in. Teams are trying to fight the teams off trying to get in. Teams are battling for position from top to bottom. I just love this time of the year. Uh, Anybody that says they don't like this time of the year, I don't know what they've been watching. But it's just been so much fun. Overtime games, last-minute goals by teams to tie it up, win it in overtime, high-scoring games, low-scoring nail-biters. What else can you ask for? I don't think I could ask for anything else. Well, the Blues had a big win last night, Friday night, against the Canucks at home, 4-1, to to give them 87 points and put them in a much better position in the playoff race. They would be facing the Columbus Blue Jackets last night. I figured this game would be a low-scoring game. It was a very low-scoring game. I think the Blues are pretty fortunate to get out of there with a win. Did they play great? Yeah, they played very, very good. But there were too many times in my mind where there was a bunch of defensive lapses that allowed the Blue Jackets to have a couple minutes here and there of just pounding Jake Allen with shots. Wasn't like the Blue Jackets had 50 shots on goal. There'd be times they would get several good quality scoring chances against Jake and the Blues would finally find some way to get the puck out. But hey, I'm not bashing them. As I've said before, you win the games that you play. Doesn't matter how you win them. You want to play your best. You don't want to allow the other team to gain momentum. You don't want them to pepper your goaltender. But the key is you win the game. And the Blues did that last night. Two to one. And the Blue Jackets have been one of the hottest teams in the NHL. The Blues, of course, winners uh, five of their last six have been playing much, much better. And they're going to have to continue to play this way to get into the playoffs. As I've said before, You don't want to rely on other teams to put you in the playoffs. Not that we don't appreciate their help like the other night, Friday night, when Boston beat Dallas by scoring three goals in the third period and the Jets beating the Ducks in overtime, three to two. Going into this game, who's been hot for the Blues guys lately? It's been Berglund. Steen's been playing well. Jake Allen's been playing well. And it would be Alex Steen that would put the Blues up in the first period, just three minutes in. Berglund gets it deep. He chases after it, centers it to Steen wide open. He scores! Steen in front, set up by Berglund. And the Blues draw first blood.
one. This line continues to hunt. They've got great chemistry off the ice, and Alexander Steen working alongside Kyle Brodziak and Patrick Berglund continue their magic. And again, secondary scoring. Berglund behind that wins that battle with two players there on him, and he puts it right on the tape. After Steen missed the first part of the season, when he came back, it seemed like almost every goal he got was an empty net goal. He got the goal last night. He's been playing better in the last couple games. Him and Berglund seem to be doing very well together. He puts the Blues up one to nothing very early in the first. That goal would be Steen's 15th. Berglund gets his 8th assist. Brodziak gets his 17th assist. I thought Brodziak played very hard in this game. The Blues are up one to nothing with around 17 minutes left in the first period. It is great to have Steen score, but that was not the story of the first period. The story of the first period would be Jake Allen. It would be Jake Allen's ability to keep the Blue Jackets off the scoreboard and to keep the Blues ahead one to nothing. And that goes to the corner. Panarin in front. And Nunavar couldn't get a shot. Now Panarin again. Look at those slick hands. Pass across. And what a save. Are you kidding me? for Berglund to Tarasenko, and he lost it, and the Jackets a breakaway. Panarin in the clear, and a great save again by Allen. In front, Atkinson tips it, and another big save by Jake Allen. I know a lot of people have been really negative about Jake this year. I know he's had some issues, but there were so many games where the team just did not give him enough goal support, game in and game out. I thought the Blue Jackets really carried the play a lot of pressure in the Blues defensive zone. Jake Allen, like I said, stood on his head. Columbus outshot the Blues 14-8 in that period. And the Blue Jackets had the better opportunities. Going into the second period, you're hoping the Blues can kind of shut some of that down and not allow the sustained pressure that Columbus had in that first period on Jake. They would do a better job in the second period on that. Columbus did have a few opportunities here and there. But it would be Vladimir Tarasenko that would get the Blues' second goal of the game to put them up two to nothing. And then Schwartz ahead for Shen. Now Tarasenko with Petrangelo. He waits. Tarasenko in front. Shoots. He scores! Tarasenko! What a goal! It's 29th. And the Blues lead 2-0. That's what makes him a special hockey player. He can have that puck on his tape for two seconds, and it's in the net. Just like that, there are a few players in the NHL that can make something happen out of what looked like nothing at all. A one-on-three cutting in from the right. And Tarasenko now has goals in back-to-back -back games. Good play by Shen. He pays the price as he takes the hit. And he does a brilliant job of timing that screen, allowing the quick snapper there from Tarasenko to bang that sucker home. So nice to see Tarasenko getting goals on back-to-back -back nights. It was a big, big goal for the Blues. Tarasenko's 29th goal. Shen gets his 38th assist. Schwartz gets his 33rd assist. Just a beautiful, beautiful goal. Nine minutes, 37 seconds in. The Blues are up now two to nothing. The Blues are playing really good. There were times where they were allowing some pressure on Jake Allen, and Jake had to make some great, great saves. He was shooting for that shutout, but did not get it. 
Just about five minutes after Tarasenko's goal, Cam Atkinson puts the Blue Jackets on the scoreboard. Atkinson able to recover. Scoots down the off wing. Atkinson with a shot. Scores! Cam Atkinson goes end to end. Uh, that's what the Blue Jackets fans here were waiting for. You can see the Blues. Schwartz, yeah, he just wants to get it to Tarasenko. The overplay it, and Cam Atkinson says, forget this. He takes it up the ice, cuts to the middle, and then fools Allen. Towards the end of that second period, I thought Columbus played very, very well. They were putting pressure on Jake Allen, and that's why this goal happened. A lot of pressure. The Blues couldn't get the pucks out of their end, and Cam Atkinson gets his 19th goal. That goal was unassisted. It was 14 minutes, 32 seconds into the second. And in that second period, there were 25 shots on goal, 13 for the Blues, 12 for the Blue Jackets. I think it was a pretty much a toss-up period. Both teams, I thought, played very, very well, and we've got ourselves another good game. Both goaltenders came up big in the third period for their teams. Back and forth, 2-1 to one game in favor of the Blues, but it would be Jake Allen with just a few seconds left in regulation to make the biggest save of the night to secure the 2-1 to one win for the Blues. Gets it at the line, not out though. And now they tip it back on to Jones. Jones waits, waiting too long, walked by Steen, another shot! Oh, saved by Jake Allen, and Berglund gets it, and the Blues are going to hang on here, and a shot at the empty net, and he scores, it doesn't matter, the Blues win it 2-1. to one. Jake Allen, in my mind, was the star of the game. Yeah, we got some goals from Steen and from Tarasenko, but man, Jake Allen was the star. If not for Jake Allen, this game could have been just a blowout, and I mean a blowout in favor of Columbus. Jake Allen's back. If anybody says he's not, you know, there's something wrong with you. And, uh, you know, I've said all along that some of those losses he suffered, the team just wasn't giving him enough offensive support. I'm not saying he's not to blame for some of his losses. He definitely was. He had some bad games. But he's playing very well now, and that's all that matters. And Carter Hutton's back. So they've got the dynamic duo back. Things should be good for him. They're doing everything they can to get back into the playoffs. Shots on goal, 28 for the Blues, 34 for the Blue Jackets. Faceoffs, 55% for the Blues, 45 for the Blue Jackets. Power plays, the Blues had two. Blue Jackets had three, but neither team could score in the power play. Hits, seven for the Blues, 17 for the Blue Jackets. Wasn't a super physical game, but I did think Columbus was more physical than the Blues. Blocks, the Blues blocked a lot of shots. 23 blocks, the Blue Jackets had 11. Giveaways, the Blues had four, and the Blue Jackets had five. Let's go ahead and go into the post-game interviews where it was a very happy locker room. We'll hear from Jake Allen, the star of the game, Alex Steen, who had the first goal of the game, and, of course, Coach Mike on another big win for the Blues as they move forward to solidify a playoff spot. That's a rubber. Um, they had a really good hockey team, very offensive team, uh, four-line offense, and we knew that coming in. And- Obviously, they've been on a roll, 10 in a row, and, you know, we, uh, it was a gutsy win. It was a pretty, or a not pretty win, sorry. It was grinding. It was a little bit ugly, but a uh, huge win for us, especially when Colorado won this afternoon. I, uh, I know you have, I guess it's seven games left, but you're, you're in the wild card spot as of now. I, uh, what, what does that mean? Not, that's, that doesn't mean anything right now, to be honest. I don't think that matters one bit to us. It's, uh, it's how we finish down the stretch here. 
you know, have a, we need a good rest day tomorrow. We need to get back. A lot of guys are playing a lot of minutes right now for us. We need to get the legs fresh and get a tough opponent in San Jose who's obviously ahead of us and took in the two of us this year already twice. So points are crucial right now and um, that's just taking one step at a time and we'll, uh, we'll figure out the standings at the end. Including you, I think this was your ninth straight start, back-to-backs for the second weekend in a row. How do you, how do you stay fresh under those circumstances? Uh, I think you just, you know, coming in the week ahead that I was going to play both games, and you just got to honestly prepare throughout the whole week because it's an extra start, uh, limited sleep, limited rest, and you know, I, a lot of us took the took the day off on Thursday, you know, rest the legs a bit again, and do the same tomorrow, and uh, be ready to go Tuesday. It's just about, uh, you know. Fifth year in the league, you, you understand your body and what you need, what you don't need. You just understand who's out there and what hands guys are. So you understand there's two righties on one side of the ice, the other guy's a lefty. So you know, you know that guy's over there at the one-time option. And you know, I, I saw him release it. I just the puck sort of. I knew where he was shooting. I just put my glove there and it went in. How about also in the first period that breakaway by Panarin? I think he tries to get you on, on the backhand. I mean, what do you what do you see in there? He's, uh, obviously, he's one of the best players in the league, and I just try to be patient. You know, he's got lots of bag moves in his tri- bag of tricks there. I try to be patient, and um, you know, he uh, he's beat me on the backhand before, so I was I was sort of just trying to stay with it and got a pad on. Yeah, I think the last little while, I think today, Snakey is the difference for us. Pretty plain and simple. Yeah, it's you know the last last little while he's been making those uh, um, you know two three times a game he's been he's been as solid as they come. Yeah, you know the good forecheck Brody gets in on one side and then Bergie picks picks the puck up on the other and makes a great pass. It's fortunate to win it. Yeah, everybody's playing the same way. I think Bergie's, you know, bit by bit kind of earned where he is right now. He's played tremendous hockey. He's, he's worked his way. He's kind of built his game to where it is right now. And, you know, all credit to him. He's playing very well right now. They, not unlike uh, the Vancouver game, they, they came at you hard in the first period. How did, how did you guys kind of level it out as you, as you got going along? Uh, well, we knew they were going to come. We We had a plan for it, but... Like I said earlier, the the big difference with Snakey was tremendous tonight. Some of those saves uh, even surprise you, at least the ones you could see they on the back. They don't surprise me, no. He's that good. Now you're 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 in the wild card spot now. Does that mean anything to you or? Nope. Got to keep keep trucking, keep going here. About the play of Jake Allen tonight. He was outstanding, man. I, I mean. Uh, the team, obviously, the way that they came out, ton of confidence, and uh, and they are flying. Um, the, the the number of chances and the quality of chances that that he made big saves on in that first period, uh, he was, I thought he was outstanding tonight. How much did that Steen goal help just to to, to get that well, early goal? Huge. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it settled everybody into the game. Uh, that line. That line all night long. I mean, I, there's a lot of good performances in this game. You don't you don't beat a team like that in their building on back-to-back nights unless you have a lot of really good performances. And uh, but what I'd say about them is we use them in really key defensive situations, face-offs. Uh, you know, going against top lines, and uh, I thought they were really strong. So for them, you know, I think we would have been really happy if they would have even just been even in this game. So, but for them to uh, to get a big goal for us, obviously that's a huge moment. See, not unlike the Vancouver game, though, as the game went on, you guys got a little stronger. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's, you know, I think we got a little bit comfortable. We started to see some things that were happening, and 
and uh, you know I thought our players adjusted well to it. Uh, thought we started to do a little bit better job through the neutral zone, slowing them down. They still have a lot of speed. They still attack with speed, but I thought we broke more plays up uh, before the entries into our zone. And uh, but you know, uh, like I said, they're they're, they're going to have some chances when when they did. Jake was strong, but I thought we did a better job of getting some time in the offensive zone. You said you were you, you were going to kind of mix up the the defensive pairings. How how did that work out? Well, pretty pretty good. I mean, uh, you know, I think I think everybody. I thought Schmaltzy when he was out there he didn't play a ton, but I thought he did a fine job for us. He looked good, looked comfortable, and uh, and obviously we're gonna we're gonna there's gonna be games where we're gonna rely on him more than what we did. Uh, but the other five guys, I thought that they were warriors tonight. Um, you know what they they really battled. So the, the the group of six really did their job tonight. Uh, We've asked you about this a ton of times, but you're now 10, 2, and 2 on the back ends of uh, successive games. What's what's the secret there? What's uh, the you know, we just got a lot of character in our room. I think we're showing that right now, and uh, you, you really got to gut it out in these games. It's they're they're tough. You know, playing a team that's fresh and 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 rested. But uh, you know, it's going to be a tough game, and for me, it's about the preparation. It's about getting excited about that challenge, and uh, and our group does it. You finally kind of climbed the hill. You're 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 in the wild card spot as we speak now. I guess with seven games left, you can't. Uh, well, you know what? I think what what we've seen is uh, it's complete desperation um, on our part, approaching every game like it's like the season's on the line. Um, so the challenge for us now is to make sure that that doesn't change. And uh, obviously, there's still a lot of work to be done. We've talked about it all along. We can't get wrapped up in what other people are doing and whatnot. There's a there's a point total that we have to get to, and uh, and that hasn't changed. You got at least for tonight anyway. You got to be pretty proud of this group. Yeah, I'm very, very, very pleased. Very proud of uh, the group, and I, I you know, I, I love that. I, I know that there's a, an awful lot of character inside of our locker room, and uh, and I love that it's on full display right now. Huge win for the Blues, and I say that after each win recently. But they are all huge wins for them. They knew with about 18 games left that they would have to play very, very well to get into the playoffs. A lot of players have stepped up. Steen has stepped up. Berglund, of course, has stepped up. Uh, we've got Jake Allen coming back and playing just awesome again. Petrangelo, for the most part, has played pretty dang good. The youngster Vince Dunn has played well. Sabotka's been up and down, but some games he's played very well. Then you've got Shen that plays pretty dang good almost every single night. Schwartz, who I think is just the heart of this team. Yeah, you know, we've got Petrangelo as a captain. We've got some assistant captains in Tarasenko and Steen. But I'm going to tell you, I honestly think Schwartzy is the heart of this team. He just adds that energy. He can score. Uh, He's just a great guy, I think, to have in the locker room. This team is one of the three hottest teams in the NHL now. But they've got to play the hottest team in the NHL, in my mind, the San Jose Sharks, two nights from now on Tuesday. The Sharks have been playing lights out, trying to solidify their playoff position. They want to make sure they're not stuck in wild card hell. They want to get them a good playoff position. They're playing probably their best hockey of the whole year. And the Blues are going to have to play very good at home on Tuesday. And do I think they can beat them? Yeah. The way the Blues are playing right now, I think they can beat anybody in this league. That's how good they're playing. As I said, San Jose's won eight in a row. They're 9-1-0 in their last 10. The Blues are 7-2-1 in their last 10, and they're winners of five in a row. They've just played their hearts out, and I'm so glad to see it. If they don't make the playoffs but continue to play like they have been, I'm not going to have a problem with it. 
yeah, they shouldn't have had that seven-game losing streak, and yeah, they should have played better you know, after they lost Jaden Schwartz, but Jaden Schwartz was a big loss. Let's go ahead and go over some of the standings here and some of the important games that are happening Tuesday night besides the Blues. Right now, the Blues are out of a playoff spot by one point, but that doesn't really bother me. On Tuesday, another big game that's on the schedule is going to be Philadelphia and Dallas. We want the Flyers to win. We don't want Dallas to win. We want the Flyers to win. And hey, I want Nashville to beat Minnesota. I don't like Nashville, but if the Blues continue to win and Minnesota loses and some of these other teams lose, it's possible the Blues could jump from a wild card spot to third in the Pacific. Is it going to be hard to do? Yes, it's going to be very hard to do. But I think it's possible. Then we've got Vancouver and Anaheim. That's another team that's up and down and a wild card and then third and in the Pacific, and then second in the Pacific, and down in the wild card. Please, Vancouver, do us a favor and beat Anaheim. So Tuesday night, all Blues fans are going to be cheering for Philadelphia to beat Dallas and Vancouver to beat Anaheim. We certainly hope they can. It's going to help the Blues out. Let's go ahead and look over the Blues schedule for the rest of the year. They've got three home games, including the game on Tuesday against San Jose and four on the road. I honestly think this is a must-win game. Not that all these ones towards the end aren't must-win. But this game against San Jose is a must-win because they've got another back-to-back weekend here. They play the Golden Knights in Vegas, 9.30 p.m. Central. They turn around and head to Arizona and play the Coyotes. And the Coyotes guys, with their youth, have been playing a lot better. So then they're off Sunday, uh, April 2nd. They play the Capitals at home. And then the Blackhawks on Wednesday the 4th. Then they're back to Chicago on the 6th. And the next night they're in Colorado. Can you imagine this, guys? Could it be possible that the Blues in Colorado could be playing for a playoff spot on that Saturday? That's very likely. You could see the Blues going to the last game of the season, riding on whether or not they win to get into the playoffs. That would be exciting. I don't want it to happen, but that would be very very exciting to happen. The good thing is the Blues have only played 75 games. The teams in the wild card hunt have played more. Calgary, who I think is out of it, they're basically 10 points out. They're not going to get in the playoffs. They've played 77 games. Dallas has played 76. The Blues have played 75. Colorado's played 76. The Kings have played 77. The Ducks have played 76. The only team that's close to them in games played would be the Wild. Wild, just like the Blues, have only played 75. It's going to be interesting, and it's going to be fun. It should be a heck of a lot of fun coming up here. It really, really should. And, just like I said, Philadelphia plays Dallas on Tuesday night, and then Wednesday night, Philadelphia plays Colorado. Both games on the road. Please, Flyers, help the Blues out win these games. You know, it's always great to get in on your own. But the Blues probably are going to need some help from other teams. I don't care how they get it. Just help us out, guys. I'm going to thank everybody for joining me for this episode. It's so great to have everybody listen to the drop. So until next time, stay healthy. Flyers, please beat Dallas and Colorado on Tuesday and Wednesday night. And let's go Blues. 
This has been the Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow the Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or the Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or lansd at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.